All right, buddies. Welcome to the second live episode of Mostly Harmless. Uh, this episode was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Surfside 7 in Fort Collins. Uh, we recorded this with my good buddies in Arliss Nancy right before their album release party uh, later on that night at Road 34 of a Drag the River and Red City Radio. We invited Red City Radio to join us in on this uh, adventure we had at the Surfside 7, but unfortunately they uh, the uh, drive from Omaha was a little too much for them. They got in at 4 o'clock, and you know, when you drive all day, the last thing you want to do is sit at a bar and talk to a dumbass who uh, the last time interviewed you was entirely too drunk and made an ass out of himself. Uh, so anyway... Uh, this December 3rd marks a two-year anniversary of Mostly Harmless. Our first episode ever went live with Mr. Chuck Reagan of Hot Water Music. So uh, December is kind of like our birthday month around here. And what better way to uh, celebrate our birthday with a live episode and a live taping with Arliss Nancy. Uh, again, this was done in November. It should have been up a few weeks back, but I've been doing the editing myself. Uh, this comes from a room mic and direct off the soundboard, and we tried to merge them together, and I just kept fiddling and fooling around with it trying to get everything perfect until finally i just said screw it i think this is good enough i think it's been good enough for a couple weeks now so here we go uh the first guest on our show today is comedian aaron snyder um i brought him up because i'm fascinated with people who are driven to get off the couch and make things happen for themselves as you'll find out here in a few minutes aaron has cerebral palsy but he's not afraid to get up on stage and make light of the situation make light of himself in the effort to make other people laugh and i'm fascinated with people who just you know are driven to do things how many people out there you know just oh I'm, i want to do this i want to do that but uh but 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 and how many people actually get off the couch and do it and that's kind of the theme of what i'm trying to encapsulate here because i'm i'm very much in that way who would have thought two years ago when i got off the couch i'd be doing this right here and in front of live studio audience now with our main guests i was fortunate enough to have traveled this mighty fine country with them earlier this year uh Arliss nancy they're the fort collins five piece americana rock punk rock outfit and uh it was a great pleasure to be out and about with them earlier this year for a whole month and to watch this band's audience grow and grow and grow each night um back when i started this little show i drove up to fort collins and interviewed the band for i believe episode number nine uh the episode came out okay but you know i've never been super happy with the final results i wanted to make it up to them i wanted to make it up to you fans listeners whatnot i think we managed to uh, make a pretty good episode happen today uh, apparently there was a breakdown in communications with uh, keyboardist chris love and drummer dominic but uh, regretfully uh they missed the show but uh we'll make it up we'll make it happen next time this won't be the last live episode and we'll probably do it again with uh our listening nancy here in the future speaking of uh not being the last live show um we've got another episode coming up uh it's gonna be a live taping our first one was two cow garage the second one of course you're listening to right now is with our listening nancy the third one we're doing old man markley they're on fat records fucking great uh americana gypsy punk bluegrass in the vein of like layering his flask kind of stuff uh, we're going to be doing that illegal pete's south broadway it's going to be the evening of new year's eve it's going to be before their second show with the Revan horton heat at the gothic theater so please take a listen to this shoot me an email if you genuinely like what we're doing let me know if you genuinely have any concerns or complaints let me know all i get from people are oh it's great do it again do it again and i i i'm a i thrive off uh perfection i want to do it better and better and better being told that i'm great you know it i don't believe you i don't believe you buddies my father father told me how big a little shit i was growing up way too many times and i just don't believe that i can do anything good or right uh that's a joke i'm trying to get over those uh I should just edit all that out, but we're not going to because we're just going to go ahead and jump into today's live episode. Uh, so without any further ado, let's cue the Mostly Harmless theme song and our first guest, Mr. Aaron Schneider. Hello, friends. Welcome to a live episode of Mostly Harmless Podcast. Thank you. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. There's, there's really only like five people here, but thank you. Thank you for pretending to be 20, 30 people. Uh, so we're here in Surfside 7 tonight in Fort Collins. Um, I'm here celebrating. This is my favorite bar in Fort Collins, but uh, Arliss and Nancy, for whatever reason, are playing down the street at Road 34. 
What the fuck, dudes? Come on. Don't give me that look. No, so uh, we wanted, I wanted to celebrate these dudes putting out one of my favorite records of the year, do a little live interview to make up for the shitty interview we did about a year and a half ago. And I figured, why not do a live interview, acoustic set, and uh, have a little fun, get some uh, pizza in our bellies, do a little uh, day, well, evening drinking before heading over to that show at Road 34 with Drag the River and Red City Radio. Um, we're going to bring up our first guest, a uh, comedian that I very first met in Colorado Springs at a Chuck Reagan show where he got up on stage with Chuck Reagan and sang Bleeder, a uh, cover of an Alkaline Trio song. Since then, he's made waves in the uh, co- comedy community as uh, one of the upcoming stars of comedy, Mr. Aaron Snyder. Come on up, Aaron Snyder. How you doing, Aaron? We're doing good. How are you, Damien? Thanks for having me. Thanks yeah, for no having problem. Me. No problem. You had bugged me long enough that I felt it was owed to you. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to take this off the stand here. Yeah, go for it. Is that how you feel more comfortable? Is that how you do your comedy, off stand? It is. It is, yeah. Great. Need a little, you need any help there? No, I got it. That's good enough. <laughs> so, Aaron, I, first off, I just want to ask you, Aaron, what's wrong with you? Nothing. Nothing, Aaron. Yeah. Nothing. Have, don't nothing. Thank you. You have cerebral palsy, though, right? I do. I do. I have cerebral palsy. Uh, and uh, for those of you who do not know what cerebral palsy is, uh, uh, so basically a brain injury caused during birth or after birth, uh, after birth, and uh, it makes you not have control of some of your muscles. So, uh, so to you girl, all you girls out there that have been slapped on the ass. Can't help it. I apologize. <laughs> Not my fault. Yeah. But, but the joke is, there's nothing wrong with you. You know? I mean, yeah. that, that's the joke I'm trying to make. I know, I know yeah, there's nothing dick. wrong with them. Um, so, so you have cerebral palsy. You've had it all your life. You grow up with that. I do, yeah. Yep. You're a stand-up comedian. What brought you to that stage? Uh, well, after quitting my shitty job in Casper, Wyoming, uh, I didn't know what else I wanted to do in my life. And uh, Josh Blue, anybody ever, ever heard of Josh Blue? Yeah. Yeah, well, well, he has cerebral palsy too, and I was like, well, if he did it, why the, yeah. why the hell can I can't? Yeah. Now, uh, yeah. why can't I do it? And here I am, four years later. And you've had some success, right? What what place did you place in that last contest you were in? Uh, I didn't. Uh, in 2011, 2012, I made it to the semifinals, but this year I didn't. I got fucked. I got, I got screwed. But. But I've um, been doing very well. I'm actually telling some jokes before, um, before my buddy is Arliss tonight over at Row 34. So. Oh, nice. So, so when you get up and do stand-up comedy, like I know a lot of people that are afraid to get up off the couch and do anything, but yet why did you finally get up? Like, How hard was it to get up and finally do those first stand-up comedy routines? Uh, honestly, it really wasn't that hard because I didn't know what else I wanted to do. And... And I wanted to make a, uh, um, and I wanted to make a statement that, that uh, people with disabilities, uh, um, people with disabilities can do things, and they shouldn't. They should be out in public making new relationships and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. Well, I know people. You know. You know. They want to do things, and they don't do anything at all. And here you are. You're quote unquote disabled. I don't believe so, but you're still doing stand-up comedy, telling jokes in the world. What empowers you? Like, how do you? Do you get frightened before taking the stage? I, I do get a little bit. Uh, um, I still do get a little bit nervous before the show, uh, 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 before big shows. But that's normal. Anybody, any, any performer that tells you that they don't get nervous before they get up is a liar. Because, because yeah. you, you just do because you want to do your best and, and you get a little bit nervous. But you go up there and hopefully knock them dead. Last last week I had a shitty show up in Casey, Wyoming. It sucked, but you have those shitty gigs and then you have good ones. So, so do you do you ever get on stage? Are you nervous about people laughing at you and your disability, or no? No, because that's what, what half my jokes are based off of, <laughs> uh, off of the interactions that I have with stupid people in the world. So, right. I make jokes off of that. Does is that some sort of therapy in your life to make you feel like a better, stronger? It is. Yeah, I mean, you can either sit and have self pity about yourself, or you can laugh about yourself and 
or laugh at the interactions you have in the world. And I choose to choose to laugh at them. That's good, good, good. So uh, what advice do you have to people who want to chase their dreams and don't do it? Well, first of all, you got to get off your ass and do what you're, you're by yourself. And, uh, you know, don't let anybody tell you that you, that you can't do anything because you can. But you just got to get off your ass and go do shit. Yeah. Uh, um, um, Want to hear a funny? Uh, um, yes. Uh, here, I'll tell you a quick story about um, about stand up. I'll tell you a quick story. Um, um, my friend Brett and I were in Salt Lake. We were supposed to do an open mic, but we ended up not getting on. And uh, um, this was in January of this year. Uh, and um, I got booked on a show that night in Oakland, California. And um, uh, um, I was like to my friend Brett, dude, let's go to California. I mean, you don't have a job. You got nothing going on. He's like, well, man, I don't know. It's going to be a long drive. I was like, and then finally, he, uh, finally I convinced him to go to California. We took off the road the next day to Oakland, California, in my car that has 390, in my car that has, now has 395,000 miles. And it was just a fun road trip, going off with a friend and doing comedy. And that's, that's a fun story I have from doing comedy yeah. so far. Yeah. Has it been worth it so far? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of fun. Have you I'm, hoping, uh, I'm hoping to make a living doing it someday. I think so. Have you, have you met uh, Josh Blue? I have. I've, I've, I've opened up for him. Oh, nice. What, what does he have to say about your act? Uh, he sees a lot of potential in me. He, uh, he told me that I can definitely make a living doing it someday. It might not be a big time, but I don't, I don't care about big time. Cool. So I'm not a very funny guy, but if I want to keep doing these live shows, I've got to engage these audiences. I got to be funny. I don't know how to be funny. What tips do you have for me on how to be funny? How to learn to be funny? Tips for you, Damien? I don't know if there's any hope for you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I think I might cry now. I don't know. I just just be yourself. That's what I. That's, that's yeah. all I gotta say. Just be yourself. Thanks. Um, so, but being myself hasn't worked out so far. I'm, I'm still miserable, single, and alone, and not very funny. Well, I'm still alone too. I jerk off a lot. <laughs> but don't yell! Don't yell! I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> all right, Aaron. Where can people? You're going to perform a little bit tonight at the Red City Radio, Drag the River, Artless Nancy show, right? Yeah, before Artless Nancy goes up, they were, they were kind enough to let me tell some jokes tonight. So nice. thanks for having me, guys. It's awesome to share the stage with you guys. Cool. Uh, I'll be telling some jokes before them, uh, like five minutes before they go on. Cool. Well, th thanks for taking the time to sit down and bullshit with me here uh, oh, at uh, Surfside. Of course, which, thanks for having me. Thanks for having which, me. Which I hadn't seen you in years after that Chuck Reagan show, and it was here. You were sitting, standing on that ledge right there, uh, watching Red City Radio, and I'm like, I fucking know yeah. you. And then, oddly enough, I used to live with your uh, cousin, Steve. Yeah. Um, it's our small world. world, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, cool. Thanks for having me. This is yeah, awesome. No problem. Being on the same show as Arliss. Cool. So, so thanks a lot, guys, and thanks to Damien. Uh, thanks, Aaron. And uh, laugh at life. Laugh at life. I'm laughing right now on the inside. All right, guys. So uh, thank you, Aaron, for coming to hang out. Check him out tonight at the uh, Road 34 with uh, Arliss Nancy. Right before Arliss Nancy, huh? Cool. Uh, so this, we're going to bring up the main, the main guest of tonight, the reason why I'm standing here. Um, I've been very fortunate enough that these assholes are a band that I... They're a band that I believe in. And I'm very fortunate enough that these assholes, for whatever reason, have believed in me. They've taken me out on the road. Uh, they've promoted the hell out of this dumb little thing I do. I see videos of GB wearing his shirt, mostly harmless shirt, all around the world. And it just makes me tickled pink. So uh, it's a pleasure to bring up my friends, my uh, brothers in arms, and Arliss Nancy here. The ones that bothered to show up tonight. All right, ladies, you're all comfortable? Yo, yo. <laughs> we could have planned this better. I'm sorry. It's okay. This is my fault. This is what we do. It's punk rock, right? Should I silence my phone? No. 
Let it ring. It's blowing up. So, yeah, you guys just kind of share this bad boy, talk into it together. So, Arliss Nancy, um, thank you again for letting me go out on tour with you guys earlier this year. It was a very fine, mighty adventure. Uh, I didn't get laid once, I want to add. Um, I I blame you all for being cock blockers. But still, so you guys just returned home from Germany. Uh, you guys have been back in the States for two months. How does it feel to be back in Colorado after so much time away? It's, it's really nice. That's all you got to say to that. It's really nice. <laughs> yeah, we play, we play hard. Coach, coach is uh, putting us in and rooting for us, and we play hard. Yeah, that's exactly how it went. You guys are dumb. <laughs> the weather's really good. That's <laughs> nice to be back. Uh, there's a... There's there's a lot of weed in Colorado, so it's not a bad thing. Um, yeah, it's been good. It's been good being back, but I it's, it's just like anything. When you're on the road, you want to be at home. Well, not for me. but uh, And then when you're home, you want to be on the road. It's that, yeah. that vice versa. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, We're all very bored. <laughs> I, I'm not too bored, but it's good. Yeah. So, Corey, you started this band... This moniker in high school is when you adopted the Artless Nancy name, correct? Yes. Yeah, just, just nod. Um, you've taken this band to Europe twice now, across the country countless times. GB's taken this band to Europe. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I just write songs and barely know how to sing. GB's the brains behind it. All right, so, but that's not what I'm getting at. At what point did you, I mean, like, this is something you started, the name itself, you playing guitar... Adding these guys to the the band started in your bedroom while you're in high school. Yep. How the fuck does it feel to have taken that moniker all the way across the world and spread that wealth? It's pretty cool, but I mean, if you just stick with something long enough, uh, it's cool that uh, eventually it'll start growing. People people start caring. I mean, it was just uh, something I did uh, to pass the time, and and it was like my own little journal, and then. Uh, Played in enough shitty bands that when it came time to start one, we decided to start something that had a little more heart behind it. And uh, it took a lot of time to get the chemistry right, and we got the good lineup now. That uh, I mean, we've been the solid lineup for about almost five years now, and I think it's all the chemistry of having everybody together to be able to do something. I mean, everybody's going to want it the same. Yeah. What are you disagreeing about, GB? The five-year thing. Oh. I think it's like three think, with yeah. this current lineup. Closer to four. I've been living in Colorado for six years. The day I met GB, he creeped me out. He rode up next to me on my bike, and he's like, hey, I like your band. And he's like, what the fuck? This kid's going to rape me or something. And so like, I just turned and ran away from him and then met him at a party later, and we talked about pheasant hunting. And uh, we peed in some mailboxes together. And uh, ever since then, we've been best friends. We've lost Jason, but that's okay. Yes, I am checking Twitter on stage, Charles Hale. Um, no, so, so in this short amount of time, you guys have only been this particular lineup, pushing it hard for a couple of years now. What has surprised you most about this journey? Uh, getting to tour with Damien. No, shut up. That was the most exciting. Be honest thing. here. I'm just. This- I saw you with cheese in your beard once. It was pretty cool. We slept in the same bed a couple, more than a dozen times. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the question again? I'm really sorry. I'm not being an ass. Uh, so what has surprised you most about this journey through this short time? Surprised us? Um, I mean, you guys I mean, have done some pretty incredible things. Yeah, I mean... such a, what I feel is a short amount of time. Yeah, well, like the Europe thing, that everyone asked, like, oh, how'd you do that? It was like, we, you know, we got contacted about it, you know. Red so that, And Red City Radio literally is the reason that they brought our CD over there. Gunner, Gunner, Gunner liked it and was like, I'm going to put it out. And then we went over there. And so that was pretty, I guess, surprising, what you're, what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Surprising. And then just touring in the States is just, as long as you do it enough and you keep, keep at it, even if you come back, you know, there's some bands that will play a town once a year and you bring two people back. If you hit, the, if you hit that town up five times a year, you're going to bring 20 people back. You know? So it's just being on the road. That and uh, having uh, some of my favorite musicians' numbers in my phone that I could drunk text randomly. It's pretty cool, uh, pretty fascinating. Yeah. What about you? What about you, Mr. Larson, who walked away? What's been surprising for you about this journey? 
Are you high right now? I wish. Oh. Um, what's been surprising? Don't I don't know that it's actually working. I don't know. I've been in a lot of bands. It's, yeah. pretty, it's pretty surprising that it's working. You know, shit's happening. Yeah. We're having fun. Get to travel a lot. It's great. None of us I highly us. recommend it. We never saw it going anywhere other than the Surfside, to be honest. Like, this was home base, and, I mean, it's just an excuse to get free beer. So yeah. the fact that we got to travel the world a little bit is pretty fucking cool, I guess. Nice. And speaking of traveling, I've been fortunate enough to travel with you guys. Cheese beard incident. Uh, sleeping together. Yada, yada, yada. Um, Pictures to prove it. it yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is. There's a very cute Instagram I, I photo. took that one. That's, yeah. that's, anyway, enough about that. Enough about me. This isn't about me. Um, so you guys, I've watched you guys work really hard. And there are other Fort Collins bands that have gained popularity. And all they did was change their name to a retired football player star. Um, so it's, it, it's wonderful to watch you guys like work hard and grow. How does it feel to have organically grown to be this popular? Like, does it feel any more rewarding or less? Or does it feel that way at all? Because, you know, for you, it's every day at a day. It's just fun. Yeah. It's just something to do. I still shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit every day? Yeah. How many times a day? Three, three times for a healthy person. Yeah. From traveling with them, it's way more than that. <laughs> we, we've definitely had to make some emergency number two stops at like four in the morning. <laughs> uh, so I've been watching the, the numbers. Like, while you guys were on this last tour, I couldn't get to go because... K.O. went, that motherfucker, I'm going to stab you. I mean, uh, I love you. His um, name is Trimps. Oh, it changed. Yeah. So you guys, you guys connect. Like, I watch the Facebook numbers grow. Every, every day they grow like by tens of 20s of 30s. Um, and, and you watch the feed. You have an obsessive number of fans. Obsessive. What do you think draws these obsessive people to your band? Because when we're out on the road and we're playing shows, <coughs> we usually stay in that town and get fucking wasted with them. And, uh, and then people remember that. You know, we could get in a van and go to the next town. But I don't know. I like people. And I like making friends. And I like drinking. And I think that's why. Yeah, we, we drink too much. Uh, and you meet friends that way. And uh, they might not remember it in the morning, but uh, it's a fun time. Um, I feel like... We're more so of a professional group of drinkers than musicians. So, uh, yeah, we meet enough people. Uh, my next question is this very same thing. You guys are known as a party band. People like to party with you guys. Two months on the road, does that ever start to wear thin on you guys? Just like, fuck, I just want to go somewhere and sleep. Uh, coming home and getting the shakes from not getting free beer every night is what gets to you. Alcoholics. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, I mean, it, it, just like being here working or whatever, it definitely has shit where it sucks sometimes, you know? So, yeah. yeah. The road sucks, but work sucks and home sucks and every, you know, but it's also good. So the booze, the booze makes many appearances throughout the songs. You know, many of the songs are written about, you know, drinking going to the shore tonight, drink 40s by the light, you know. Um, how, did, how did, you know, how has alcohol affected, how has it affected the shape of this band? It's the one thing we have in common with each other. Fair enough, yeah. yeah. It's, it's made it lumpier? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like contributed to our rippling physiques and, uh, I don't know, it's just... yeah. How we got along. Booze is just fun. We're not doing anything more. We're just drinking more. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking fun. Everybody likes to yeah. do it. We'd probably be drinking at home either way, you know. So it's nice to have four four buddies in a van to do it together with. Instead we're drinking at the surfside right now. Yeah. Surf at home. Not me. Are you gaming? I'm not drinking. You're not. Speaking of not drinking, Corey, you spent a year on the uh, state sponsored sobriety program. How did a year of uh, being sober affect you as a musician? <laughs> it was embarrassing. Uh, I had to like mix like Red Bull and Sprite to pretend I was drinking, or like fill empty beer cans with water just so uh, 
I can hang out. Um, I had to tour. We toured a lot that year. I had to take. Uh, we called it R two D two. It's a breathalyzer machine. It took my picture every morning and my numbers. It's pretty cool to uh, get a tour that way. Uh, it's totally punk rock to like set up in someone's kitchen and take a breathalyzer test uh, two to three times a day. So. Uh, I can tell you how it affected me right after I got off probation because uh, I fell off the wagon pretty good. <laughs> I remember you and me talking about how you might not ever drink again, and then here you are. Here we are right <laughs> yeah, now sharing drinks. Yeah. You get too far away from drinking, and you start thinking crazy shit like that. And then uh, I think the first night I drank, it was your birthday party in Colorado Springs. I dropped my iPhone in a fucking full pitcher of beer, um, and I figured, fuck it, I'm just going to keep going. So I got a, uh, I got a s- restraining order because of my birthday party. Really? I got my, I got my dream girl's phone number that night, and then oh, got I, I a restraining that. number, or, uh, restraining order that very same night from that girl. Fun night. <laughs> I don't remember any of it. What did you text her, dude? Oh, I didn't text her. Anyway, that's another story. That's for another podcast. Uh, another story, another podcast. <laughs> um, so this new album was demoed across the great state of America. I was there with you guys. The it's whole called, state of America. It's, it's called Wild American Runners. And we did it on the run, on the fly, on the road. I know the final recording was recorded here in Port Collins, but how do those initial demos of recording around the world, or around the country, I should say, translate into the final product? We just kind of worked out a bunch of ideas. We didn't really... Actually, we might have kept a few... We might have kept a couple things here and there. As a far couple as of vocal, I think actually a couple of the vocal things we did we kept, but but um, majority of it was just like trying out different things and seeing what worked when we had some time to just sit down and screw, screw around with stuff in people's basements. Cutting vocals when the wash machine is running, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that was in Kansas City. Because I was there. Yeah, that's right. You were there. I was there. Because I was on that tour. Yeah, that's right. And it, it really helped forge a lot of, like, solid friendships. Like, because, you know, to get to be able to work out demos in somebody else's practice spot means you have to hang out all day. And, like, you know, you start meeting kids. Like, uh, we got super tight with the Crosstown Rivals through that just because they, uh, we just sat and got his dog drunk and worked on demos all day and then went up to the next town and... It's a, it, was, it was an interesting process, to say the least. Yeah. So did, did like being in Kansas City influence anything or being in... No. no. That's what... No. No. Not it was me. just a space to work yeah. on shit, you know? Nice, nice. It wasn't like I was taking in the beautiful scenery of Kansas City influencing well, my then, songs. Then oh, this man, becomes that rundown worthless. building just looks... Look, Dominic's here. Hey, Dominic. Hey, Dominic. Yeah, you, so... You come join us up here if you want. It didn't... It, is it didn't really influence me, but I can't talk for everybody. Cool. What, one thing about where we recorded those demos in Kansas City, that was where we played our first ever show on tour. So it was kind of cool for me to get to go back and like yeah. work out some songs where I played my first show on the road. You know. So what I love about this album is it's called Wild. You guys are wild. You're American, which sells very well overseas, I hear. And uh, this album is a lot about past relationships. Um, which, in some of the context, you're running from. And at the same time, you're touring like constant. Was that a happy accident that you're running from these past relationships? Or does that, or am I reading too much into things? You know how to read? Yeah, know how to read, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, we, uh, I mean, part of being on the road, uh, and we've been on the road a lot, is you lose a lot. I mean, you lose a yeah. lot of things out of your hometown, out of... Uh, the comfort of normal life, and then you gain a lot. And so that, the album's just about like what you've lost and what you've gained, and yeah. Uh, yes. Um, to go back to the question, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I didn't come up with the title. I wanted the, the album to be called Hot Eats Cool Treats. And that's just a serious thing. That was my one, that's what you wanted that was my you. one submission. And everyone said no, and so I walked away and I said, "Name it whatever the fuck you want." Um, so, but that has—that's not the question. Um, you'll get your chance. Chill out. <laughs> uh, now I'm off. Oh, I, I was on. just gonna say, in, in all honesty, GB's one submission for Simple Machines was also hot eats, cool treats. <laughs> it one day, one day seems to be the only thing he wants to name an album, and one day we'll do it for you. 
So, so playing these songs about bad relationships for the both of you, it, does it become cathartic playing it every night, like letting those demons out? Yeah, absolutely. I think recording it was the most cathartic of it all. It was just kind of like, well, it's done, you know, like yeah. it's out. And uh, there's a lot of times I've met some people on the road that are just like, this is no longer like my heartbreak or your heartbreak. It's ours and like this commonality yeah. between the two. And uh, that makes for a good drinking buddy for the night. I can tell you that. So, so Jason, so you didn't write these songs. Well, you, you, you played on I mean, mu- musical stuff here and there, right. not lyrically, but though. What do you get no. out of playing it? Is there a cathartic sense out of that for you? Uh, no, nothing cathartic. But um, <laughs> I don't well, know. I Actually, I kind of improvise a lot. I just kind of, like, fuck off the whole time. Don't tell anybody else, though. You're doing that right now. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. It doesn't get boring for me because I, I get to improvise all the time, like, at least half the set. So I just kind of screw around, see what happens. Jason, are you playing Candy Crush right now? No. Oh. <laughs> Not for the moment. He's talking to Scott. No, I'm on level 377, though. No, if nice. that tells you what kind of nor- nerd I am. So, so Jason, to bring or how you, much I sit in a van. To bring you into the conversation more, here's a little known fact about you, Jason. Uh-uh. No. No? Don't tell everybody about my second wiener. <laughs> about your what? <laughs> what? No, no. You were in the... Uh, do you want to talk about no, your? I don't other want band? to talk about that at all. You don't want to talk about uh, how you were almost let's talk about this band. Let's this talk band's about way better. Okay, you know, what? Did, okay, well, fuck you then. I'm not going to talk to you. Thanks. Um, I'm going to skip all these questions here. So you recorded this album, Jason. I did. Was there ever a, de- a moment? Of de- were you afraid to record something you were so close to? Not really. I was more afraid to record it all on a, a bunch of equipment I just bought. Yeah. <laughs> So this is the first record that I uh, use all this new stuff with, and I don't know, it seemed to turn out okay. I like yeah. it. You've recorded with many different people and many different bands. Yep. How is the experience with your own band different? Or do well, you... I think that's kind of my main thing in this band, is kind of just smoothing it out a little bit and just adding a little, little syrup on the pancakes, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> What's that joke there? What I'm definitely not, I'm not the bacon, I'm not the eggs, I'm not the pancakes, I'm like the powdered sugar top of it all. Jason is powdered sugar. <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever wish that you could do you enjoy being in control of these recordings or do you want to go uh, record with somebody else next time? I'm, I don't know. Like I think that would be a lot of fun to record with someone else if they were better than me at it. Cool. But if they weren't then I'd just be fucking biting my nails the whole time trying to kill people. All right. So, GB, the last time we talked on microphone on a podcast, yeah. you had dreams of being a fishing or shrimping boat captain. I still have those dreams. Uh, are, are they becoming closer and closer to reality? Um, not really. <laughs> um, but I do wish that I could live in Louisiana and shrimp shrimp. Shrimp. Yeah. I, what is your fascination with shrimp? They're just tiny. They crawl on everything. Just, just awesome. Shrimp, and they taste good. Yeah. And uh, one day I will have money and I'll just drink cool Budweiser all day with a camo hat and just catch shrimp. And that's, that's that. Uh, we started this summer trying to shrimp the best we can in Colorado. We built a bunch of crawdad traps. Uh, we would go out and set them every night and get drunk and catch crawdads. We got to the point we were going to cook them. Uh, I've never eaten them. They look gross as fuck. But, uh, They're delicious. Uh, maybe. I don't know. But I was told you had to put salt in, the, in, in with them and make them shit a lot, and then you cook them. Well, we put a lot of salt in there, and then got drunk and killed them all. And like the next day, uh, we left it sit for like a week. It was just this fucking gross, gross. It was gross. So you do well with the shrimping. We would do really good with yeah. the shrimping. But uh, speaking of goals, GB, yeah. uh, I've heard that you've been inspired by my massive success as a podcaster and oh, have taken man. to the radio waves yourself. I have. I have taken... What can you tell me about your, you know, me so, influencing you? So you I mean, obviously, me. we're, we've huge success. You majorly, majorly influenced me. It's me. Um, tell me. Uh, to start my own podcast. Um, and I do invite guests on several at a time uh, and the only rule that I have with my podcast is it usually tends to happen at about 2 in the morning and I'm loaded and I blacked out and I walk around with my cell phone 
having interactions with people uh, and saying the most absurd... Pretty much put it this way. For every 12 viewers I would get, I would lose 12 viewers. I hit all the topics, everything. (laughs) Shit that makes you cringe. That's a girl. Uh, Um, It's true. It's absolutely true. I've I've heard it's very successful. Where can people hear this at? Uh, you have, have to be. St- I have to text it to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not online yet. Uh, speaking but I've of, got about five episodes. Speaking of online, there's a new Twitter feed that I'm absolutely in love with. It's called GB Sings the Blues. Yes. So the uh, the band decided while on tour to uh, start a Twitter account for all the random things that I would say in these interviews or the the best thing is they would wait till I got blackout drunk and I was about to lay in my sleeping bag and they would try to continue to talk try to continue to talk to me in my blackened out state and record and pretty much write down what I was saying and uh it just shocked me not really I knew I knew what I was saying we were in uh Alabama and uh this 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 yeah GB didn't know this was our little joke and we'd tell everybody in each town like hey you gotta follow GB sings the blues the plan was to get it like five six hundred followers and then gift it to him like GB we got you this present but this kid uh Justin Tidwell or was it Chris Jack this kid in Alabama he's like GB is this you and he hands him his phone and we all like shit our pants it's like oh my god the night's gonna get crazy and GB just sits there and reads through him and he starts laughing he's like yeah I said that. I love it. And uh, ever since then, we've uh, we just kept it going. It's it's a solid uh, it's a solid Twitter page. Uh, some of my favorite quotes from GB sings the blues. I don't have socks, so I put my feet in my pillowcase. I have the cleanest body. You trying to make that butt squirt? Only a real man can make a butt squirt. I have two goals for the day. One, to get really full on Cajun food. And two, get really full on Cajun food again. I love those. It's great. I love it. It's like I was right there in the van with you. Um, so let's wrap this up because people are uninterested in our bullshitting. Uh, so you guys are, a lot of people I've read on your Facebook page, why don't you tour with Lucero? Why don't you tour with Lucero? You want to tell your, uh, how you burned that Lucero bridge? Story? I'm trying to fix that. Um, so maybe we won't tell that then. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll tell it later, privately, to anybody who wants to listen. But all right, all right. Rather. So, but but you guys are okay. So we'll edit that out in the broadcast. Yeah. Not really. Probably not. Uh, so now you guys are working hard to keep those punk rock roots. You're trying not to become a straight up alt country band. Trying to become a punk. You stay yourselves. Uh, why rock is it important? Keep, why is it, we're a rock band. We're not a punk hey, band. A we like to band. call it dad rock, really. Well, keep, tell me about that. Why? Why is it important not to be an all country band? You pigeonhole yourself in that scene really easy. Uh, as much as I, I love all country music and all the all country bands, uh, it just seems like we we do fine in an all country scene, but uh, we also do decent in a punk rock scene, and uh, the punk rock scene is way more fun. Uh, it's always rowdier. Uh, you know, only in that setting can uh, getting a beer dumped on you be a compliment, you know, and that's just more our style. So we'd rather not pigeonhole ourselves into being a country band. We'd rather rock and roll. Nice. So uh, you guys are about to play some songs for us. Yes. What songs are you going to play? Any idea? Uh, probably songs we wrote. <laughs> Thanks. That's that's, yeah. that's a good description of it. Um, if you feel like telling stories about these songs as you play them, people okay. would like to hear that. But if not, I'm going to get the fuck off the stage and let you play songs. Well, shit, thanks. Well, uh, this song is, uh, I guess we're going to start with a song called Benjamin. Uh, it's about uh, probably the best songwriter ever who, uh, thank God, went out to smoke because I was worried he was going to hear me tell this. But uh, he... Uh, my favorite songwriter, he plays in a band called Sour Boy Bitter Girl, and um, I don't know, I just, I love him so much, I just want to be like him, so the song's called Benjamin, and it's about how I uh, found myself one morning in the same situation that he was in at one point, and so uh wrote a song about it. You're not plugged in. 
All right. Well, um, thank you all for coming out and hanging out with us for this. Uh, I hope you guys come to the actual uh, rock show tonight. Um, this song's called Benjamin, so thank you guys. Ready? I got a friend a million sad souls that being hopelessly in love with his wife. I like to see him, yeah, I love to see him home. He used to play the bass, not just get out of my room. And I listen to the songs from a bit of time. And she was mine before she walked away. chance to play acoustic songs so we're gonna play some sad acoustic songs which is lucky for you guys because it's early enough to start drinking and get over it uh, <laughs> all right thanks guys well there's something like an open whiskey bottle burns to watch you walk across the floor so I sold my shit, I'm leaving Colorado I don't think I'll miss it anymore But she called to say she's sorry for leaving And I told her that I missed her through the phone But with this shit, well it happens for me I don't think I'm seeing it at all She said we need faith Fade away Tonight Fade away tonight This time we'll find us both exiting strange You were wild and you were free You were true Gave up all our dreams And all that I could dream about Is you But we both know I never was no good man 
And I always told you, honey, I was cursed But I should have learned to put this fucking guitar down By that wedding ring, both know you deserve But when I don't know a goddamn thing about it well, I probably ought to learn to shut my mouth It just hurts so goddamn bad I need to be around it So I did my best to just stay somewhere else Well, when I come back around Always breaks my goddamn heart To see you have your new man In the booth that we call ours To see you have with your new man In the booth that we call ours Everything was beautiful Nothing hurt Everything was Thanks, guys. Uh, oh, me. It's always up to me. It's always up to me. All right. Well, then, uh, here's another song we don't ever get to play. It's not on our new record, but it's, it's on a record. Uh, thank you guys so much. GB is going to come up and sing some songs, and then uh, let's get drunk and have fun and enjoy the night. Uh, we're really happy to uh, be back in town with you all. Miss you guys to death. I've been calling your name I've been looking for the answer I've got nobody left to blame Myself, myself We've been burning at both ends Honey, the highway kept on running And never let back no more That was when we was younger We born the countryside To them wide to call Right in the wind I carry Carry me home back home We always live a lot to stay But I can't so I gotta go Breaking the step my fault too She said I ain't here for window dressing The steps till I come back around
You already know my name. My name is GB. Uh, I'm gonna play some Arliss Nancy songs. Uh, I think this song is called uh, "Nothing to Show." Is that the right name of it? I think okay. it's right. It's about uh, uh, not being able to tell somebody how you really feel. Is wasted on the thought of you and me. That's the way it goes. Sleepless nights and fucked up lives that follow me. I'll never take it back. The way I fell for you, time and time again. Well, that's the way it goes. Nothing changes. I got nothing to show. Nothing to show All these lies Different lies I don't know Which way to go Something tells me I'll choose the wrong road Just a little more time to make things right Wish I could tell you The way I feel tonight Oh, tonight I love the way the whiskey burns Inside of me love the way it helps me to forget what you and I could be. It's cold outside, it keeps me warm when you're not there by my side. So the story goes, nothing changes, I got nothing to show, I got nothing to show, all these lies. Different life. I don't know which way to go. If something tells me I choose the wrong road. Just a little more time to make things right. Wish I could tell you. The way I feel tonight I spent my whole life getting high I watch these rivers pass me by Wanna feel them pull me under I don't know which way Something tells me I'll choose the wrong road Just a little more time to make 
things right Wish I could tell you the way I feel tonight Oh, tonight Oh, tonight Ooh. We'll do one more song Gotta cut out real quick. I hear it. It's making some weird noise. Uh, should I continue? Yeah. Sounds called the GB show. Driving down this darkened road I think to myself The air has never felt so cold A flash of you who passes through My rear view mirror This town's behind me now And it seems all too clear Hope you know you left me stranded. Hope you know I tried to be sincere. I hope you know you left me far hope lost. Even one of us paid the highest cost. Place your bed. Push it on and see how hard you fall. Take your time, make it over before you get too far. The night is young, the time goes slow before you lose control. Light it down, it's fading sound. Lovers come and lovers go I choke down another cigarette On the way to the next show When I return I know you'll be moving on Well that's okay Cause I still got my favorite song Wanna throw it all away in times like this? Wanna throw it all away in times like this? Place your bed, push it all in, see how hard you fall. Take your time, make it over before you get too far. The night is young, the time goes slow. Before you lose control, write it down, it's fading sound, buried in the ground. You wanna pick it up, just to throw it down. wanna pick it up. Thank you guys for coming out. If you guys are interested in watching the full band, we're playing over at Road 34. Show starts at 9, drag starts at, and then Red City Radio, and then us. So hope to see you there. Party on. Well, all right, buddies. Thank you for tuning in to the second 
mostly live, mostly harmless podcast. I get that it's not live for you because you're sitting at home or in your cubicle or riding your bike or walking your dog. Um, but it was done in front of a live studio audience. I think the melding of the room audio and the direct off the PA audio came out fairly well. Um, gives a good, you know, gives a good live feel. And as you can tell, you know, we did this at a happy hour at a restaurant slash bar. So there's definitely some people not paying attention. Uh, but afterwards, everybody seemed to enjoy it. Uh, I got tons of uh, attaboys and pats on the back. So thank you, guys. Uh, let's uh, let's see how we do this next time. Again, we're going to be doing another live Mostly Harmless episode at Illegal Pete South Broadway on the evening of N- New Year's Eve. Well, that's a mouthful. The evening of New Year's Eve at Illegal Pete South Broadway with Old Man Markley from Fat Records. Uh, I'm really excited to get these guys down. Uh, they're going to be the first band I've interviewed in front of an audience that I don't previously have a rapport with, so we'll see how that goes. Um, please visit us at MostlyHarmlessPodcast.com. Shoot me an email. Let me know what you think of these live episodes. Go back and check out our Two Cow Garage episode recorded at Mutiny Coffee Exchange here in Denver, Colorado. And uh, please check out this live episode coming up with Old Man Markley at Illegal Pete's on New Year's Eve evening. Um, please visit us on iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes. Write us a little review. Show us some love. Uh, if you feel in, uh, extra generous, why don't you buy a t-shirt? All right, guys. Uh, we don't have an exit song this week because we just played six different songs from Marlis Nancy. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now, buddies. We'll see you in the funny pages. Oh, in hell, you rotten motherfucker.